Good morning, everybody. <coughs> well, the topic of our discussion, as was dictated by me, to me, without my knowledge, is are we afraid of the future, the year 2000? I don't want to be insulting, but you're pretty, 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 how should I say, pretty, I don't want to be insulting, but it's pretty stupid. And that's, you know, that's, that's when you're careful with, with your words. I'll tell you a famous Hasidic Marshal. Hasidim say, there was a, on, Hasidim enjoy sometimes a, a little glass of whiskey to make them happy. And sometimes we all enjoy a Shabbos, Shabbos to make us happy. So the Hasidim say a Marshal that there was once a king who had one only son. And for some reason the son was exiled. And the son was far away from his father. And one day he got a letter from his father that made him very happy. He was far away. He was in a, in a village with very, very simple people. And he wanted to dance. He wanted to sing. But how could he dance and how could he sing in front of these people? So he went into a tavern. He went into a, a kretschmer. And he bought a few bottles of whiskey. And he took the goyim, and he gave them to drink. And they drink. They, they, they got drunk. And when they got drunk, they started singing and dancing. And he sang and dance along with them. So they were singing and dancing because they were drunk. But he was singing and dancing because he got a letter from the king. So the name is that there's a, a person has a goof, a person has a neshama. When it comes to the to uh, to uh, sometimes after we daven or after davening, we finish a davening. And the Rishon wants to sing and dance. But uh, the Guf, you know, he's in, he, has, he, has a, he has a neighbor. The body is his neighbor. The Guf is his neighbor. So he gives the Guf a glass of whiskey and the Guf is happy and singing and dancing and the Rishon dances along. But of course the Rishon is not dancing with a glass of whiskey. The Rishon is dancing because he died to Hashem. A very famous marshal on Shabbos and on a lot of things that we do to make our Guf happy. Really it's to it's just to keep the company of the Rishon. So, what I mean to say is, are we afraid of the future? Year 2000. Well, the year 2000 is pretty stupid. I'm not even going to talk about it. But the question is a very good question. Are we afraid of the future? Now, what they're afraid of, I don't know, the electric, the, the, the electric company is going to watch us go, go, go bananas or whatever. Whatever's going to happen. That's not our problem in life. But we have problems about the future. And we have, we're, we're very worried about the future. Now, if you want to say a word about the year, year 2000, Many people hold that the whole concept of year 2000 is real Avedizur. Because the halacha Christianity is Avedizur. Um, the Muslims, uh, the halacha is not Avedizur. But Christianity probably is Avedizur. And some people hold that it. it's really also to, even to, to relate to the whole issue of the year 2000. Besides the fact, historically speaking, it's absolutely wrong. Because Yoshka Pandit was not born 2000 years ago. He was born more than 2000 years ago. But that's not our issue at all. But when we talk about the issue of 2000, and people talk about the next thousand years. Now, the next thousand years is something which interests us very, very much because we know that within the next thousand years, Mashiach is going to come for sure. There's going to be major, major changes. Because we know that now is Tavshi and Samach, 5,760. So all we have is 240 years left to the 6,000. We're pretty sure Mashiach is going to come before then, we hope. 
but we know for sure that Mashiach is going to come before the year 6,000. That is something which we have no serious and we have no doubt about that. So the next thousand years really has a lot to talk about. And we're worried about the future, for sure worried about the future. When Mashiach comes, if we'll see Mashiach, will we have face-to-face Mashiach? Very, very good question. How will we face Mashiach? They want to see us What would happen if we would see David HaMelech? Rabbi says, literally speaking, we would drop dead, we would die from Kedusha. We would get burnt up. Literally speaking. As literally and as simple as, as we can des- describe it. Now, if we're going to die when we see Mashiach, I don't know. Could be the Sheikh will apply himself to us. So, we're worried about the coming of Mashiach. What does that mean? How we face it, how we handle it. Something that worries us if we think about it. And if we don't see Mashiach, by the way, um, according to all the Rishayim, the concept of Tchias HaMesim, which is one of the 13 principles of faith, we all believe that everyone who dies is going to get up again, simply with his body and his, his, his neshama together. It's not, something, uh, it's not like life after death, which is, which is existing today. Every person who died is, is, continues living. But that's not, that's not what Tchias HaMesim is. Tchias HaMesim is that there'll be, there'll be again... <clears throat> the connection between body and, and soul. And I, don't, I personally like to use the word personality because the word soul sounds very religious. Personality, whatever we are, my name is Shimshan and your name is uh, whatever it is, we continue living. There's no logical reason. There's not something which religion teaches us. There's no logical reason in the world that when the heart stops beating, that the person just stops living. It just doesn't make sense. Stops, con- stops existing. He doesn't live, he's not attached to the body. But that's not what Chiyas HaMesim means. Chiyas HaMesim means that we will that we will be revived as as human beings with a body. Now, according to all the Shainim, the Chiyas HaMesim, the major Chiyas HaMesim will be in the end, will be just before, after Yom HaMashiach, before Elam Habba. But the Ritva says that there will be a, a minor Chiyas HaMesim when Mashiach comes for all those who was hoping for Mashiach. The Gemara says, very explicitly, by the way, this is not my issue, I'm, I'm, I'm going to get something. If anyone's bored, so just hold on. And if you're not bored, then listen. Um, the Ritzvah says that there's going to be a minor Tchiyas HaMesim. The Gemara says, Mefurish, that when Mashiach comes, the Ovis will be there, Ramos Lagiak will be there. And all the Jews that were waiting for Mashiach and hoping to see Mashiach will see Mashiach, even if they died already. So we're hoping that we're going to face Mashiach. So that worries us. What worries us maybe even more is because facing Mashiach really is a wonderful thing. Even if it might hurt a little bit, but when Mashiach comes and Hashem will be, will be, will show His beauty, it's going to be beautiful for everybody. With absolutely unbelievable, cosmic, undescribable beauty and happiness for everybody. The worst of the Jews when Mashiach comes. But there are other, there are other things that worry us. What worries us is and I don't know if you're worried, but I'm worried. Historically speaking, the, the, the situation that we live today, the Baruch Hashem, that uh, there's peace in the world and peace by us, and we have uh, the going aren't running after us, whatever, whatever that means. But we live in the, the United States of America, and that's uh, Israel, Baruch Hashem, you can walk out at night, and, and over here you can walk out at night. And uh, they say the joke that Mashiach doesn't have to come because we have 13th Avenue. So we have Mashiach. It's a joke. It's, it's, it's not a good joke. 
but whatever it is, we live in a tranquil world, whatever it is, even though everyone has his own service, his own problem. Historically speaking, this repeated itself around every 60, 70 years. That's how Shem ran his world, if you, you read history. Every 60, 70 years, that's what happened. There was a, a terrible outburst of anti-Semitism. Thousands, sometimes millions of Jews were killed and tortured. And then, as is natural from a, a kind, loving father, after an operation, you have a, a period of tranquility. And then the time comes when you have no brain in the second operation. So, the fact that we're living in this country for 50 years, that things are nice and things are tranquil, we have to remind it that just 50 years ago, there was a, a Holocaust and there was a, there was a Chorban, which, which was enough to give us a, a tranquil period of 150 years. But, but the question which bothers us is, is there going to be another Holocaust? And if it doesn't have to be as severe as the Holocaust, it might be an atomic war, it might be... And we see it, politically speaking, if you ask a computer, if you ask if you put all, the, all the, the, the knowledge of history into a computer, he'll tell you, it's just a matter of another few years. In Israel, for sure. Israel, uh, Israel there were millions of Eden, and everyone here has a brother or a sister, a father, a mother, or children. And Israel is a country of 3 million Jews, or 3 million Jews, maybe 34 million Jews, surrounded by 150 million Arabs. And the Israelis become weaker and weaker, literally speaking. The Israeli army become weaker and weaker. The soldiers are taking drugs. The soldiers are, don't care anymore. All they're interested in is going down to Los Angeles. No one is fighting. No one is interested. No one is interested. And the Arabs become stronger and stronger. And we're worried. In America, we're very worried. Because if I see a blood libel on, the, on, on page number one of New York Times, and if someone says that, you know, said, it's, it's a, you understand that the, the, the Jews were Jews caught uh, using blood from Matis and Pesach, if you have any bit of sechel, se- you're not going to be surprised. You're not going to be surprised. Because Poland was an enlightened company, uh, country. Germany was, was the epitome of civilization, of, of, of kindness, of beauty. And uh, America's American civilization is, is not any better. And the whole the Holocaust was a miracle. The Holocaust was not, was not something natural. And we're worried. We're worried about the future. And if you're not worried about the future, you're making a terrible mistake. Because the whole issue of history, the whole issue of memory that Hashem gave us, Hashem gave us a memory. The whole issue of memory that Hashem gave us, why couldn't we forget? Memory is to reflect the future. And Shlomo Melech said those terrible words, Masha Hoya What was will be. There's nothing new. And the Goyim say it in their own words, history repeats, repeats itself. And Shlomo Melech says it in his words. And we have all the reason in the world to be afraid. Now, <clears throat> I'm going to talk about several things. And this is my discussion today. And I think many of you sitting here says, Oy vey, I wish I didn't come this morning. This guy is trying to <laughs> scare us. And I am addressing a, 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 an, uh, an audience, a tzibur of, 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 of ladies. And ladies have something very special that they're afraid. When a man sees a cockroach, it means nothing. A lady sees a cockroach, it's a, natural, it's a national disaster. Not talk about a mouse. Ladies are afraid. Don't talk to the lady about, about, about the concept of dying or things like that, you know. Don't talk to a lady because she goes into depression. There's a very special reason why ladies have this, 
have this have this tendency to fear. And Shlomo Hamelech in the Eishes Chayil, there's something that he talks about the Eishes Chayil, which we don't find about a man, and he says, "Vatischak liyem achren." The Eishes Chayil, she laughs at the last day. Wow, she's really Eishes Chayil. <laughs> if she laughs at the last day, you know, you know, don't mention it, because ladies are very, very full of pachad. There's a very special reason why they're full of pachad. Because the whole issue of pachat is a message to do something about it. And the truth is that lady, that women have more power to control the world and to get us out, out of dangers than men have. And that's what Eishas Chaim says. The whole issue of death, of dying, the Gemara says, The whole issue of life after death, Ganet, there are more ladies than men in Ghanai, the Gemara says. Much more ladies. Not because it's harder for the men, but there's, there's a reason for which I'm going to explain. And that's why the women were afraid. Because Hashem, is, Hashem when He gives us the, the, uh, the standard of Pacha, He wants to, to do something about it. So the men aren't afraid of cockroaches because they're not going to clean up the house. And the ladies are afraid of cockroaches because could do something about it. That's why Hashem made them afraid of cockroaches. If there's mice, mice means dirt. Mice means ugliness. So the men live with mice because they don't care, because, because, because even if they would care, they just suffer. They're not going to clean up the holes. And the women, who have a, very, who have a tendency to cleanliness, and to seder, and to things that should be, things should be and that's, that's, their, that's their work, the home, the basis of Yishnei, Hashem gave them a very special tchunet. You see a mice, you start screaming. And your husband has no brains, they call him exterminator. Or else he's in for trouble. So, pachet is something which is useful. Women have a, have, have a tendency to pachat, and that's the reason, because there's something they can do about it. They can really do something about it. And there's something very, very special about the women to do about it. One of the things they can do about it, better than the men, is daven. Now, when it comes to, to natural dangers, there's davening and there's learning Torah. Learning Torah is, is, is ain't safe times greater than davening. And the women have Torah because they're partners in the Torah. But in the, how should I say it, in the natural, the natural result, davening is much stronger than Torah. Just to prove it, when someone is sick, we daven. I remember when, when, when one of my rabbis was very sick, we stayed up, two, we, stayed, we, we, we had mishmeres 24 hours. We davened 24 hours for two days, never he passed away. But it was two and a half days that we davened, and, the, and no one, the yeshiva was closed. And I was always bothered. Why stop learning? Stop learning? Learning is more precious than davening. And the answer is, when someone is sick, and you have a bravery, either to learn or to call an ambulance, what do you do? What's, what's, what's more precious, learning Torah or calling an ambulance? Learning Torah, but you're supposed to call an ambulance. Because the halacha is, that you have to use hishtadlis tivit, you have to use a natural, the natural, how do you say hishtadlis in English? Huh? Natural efforts, alright? You have to do natural efforts, Tefillah, talking to Hashem. Hashem says, Ani Hashem Reifecha, I'm your doctor. We cry to Hashem, it's like calling a doctor, as simple as can be. When it comes to merits, to zechusim, zechusim, there is more. Let me bring you an example. Let me bring you an example. Our two great mothers, Rachel and Leah. Who was greater, Rachel or Leah? Huh? Rachel was much, much greater than Leah. My year of Yaakov is Rachel. Rachel is the mother of the Jewish people. And Rachel, Rachel well, did, did, did Maisim Toivim 
which were never, never paralleled. Not from Avram, not from Yitzhak Yaakov, everyone knows that. The time of the discussion of the Chor Beis Amidash, Avram came crying to Hashem. He said, I did, I did tennis here in this. Hashem didn't listen. Yitzhak came crying. I stretched out my neck on his back. Hashem didn't listen. Yaakov came. Moshe Rabbeinu came. Only Rachel. Yeshchan Lepu'ulasech. And Leah was garnished. Leah, Leah was, was, was the Shidduch of Esau. Leah had nothing. All Leah could do was cry her eyes out. And she cried, and she cried, and she cried, and she cried, and she got the whole jackpot. She got Reuven the Bechor, who was supposed to have everything. Shimon the Blavid Tanoik is like stars. Levi, all the holiness of the Jewish people. Yehuda, the Malchus. Yisachar, the Rosh Hashiva. Zvulun, the rich people who have money to support Torah. And Yosef was in her stomach. And she pr- finally said to Hashem, No, I have too much. I can't embarrass my sister. And Hashem took Dina from Rachel's stomach into Leah. And Leah gave, gave Rachel Yosef, but she got the whole jackpot. Not because she deserved it. I'll see it also it. She just bawled her eyes out. Tefillah is a, is a completely different kayak. Crying to Hashem is not something which is not a greatness. If someone's sick, it's not a greatness to cry to Hashem. Of course you cry to Hashem. You're a mother. Crying to Hashem is a natural phenomenon. If you cry, you break Hashem's heart, whatever that means. And Leah cried and cried and cried and got everything. Got the whole story. She got everything. Reuven, Shema, Leah, Yudi, Yisachar, and Yosef. Yosef is the Jew, the Jewish people, the Banyakali Ephraim, the delicious Yidale. That's Yosef. Everything was Leah's. Not because she deserved it, because she had Oskavain doing. The Eine Leah Rakos. Her eyebrows just fell out with so many tears. And who knows how to cry? The Gemara says, Yisachar ben Yisachar. Should they be saying, your wives know how to cry. Be careful, because if they cry too much, they're going to kill you, the Quran says. They could, they could cause you a car accident. Don't, don't, uh, you be careful with them, and they should be careful also. Don't, 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 have, don't ever cry to Hashem against your husband, because it's very dangerous. Things happen, what happened, which, which you didn't expect. Coming back to the issue, that's why women are afraid. Women are afraid because they have this tendency to be afraid, because Hashem gave it to them, because they could do something about it. They could cry to Hashem, they could daven. And davening is the woman's specialty. HaKadosh Baruch created the world, men and women. Men is for Torah, and women were created for davening. A woman could learn Torah, and the men could daven. But really, the exclusiveness of davening is for women. So therefore, I'm going to scare you people this, this, this morning. <laughs> because you people have what to do. Now, I don't look too scared, do I? <laughs> about the future. And you people don't look too scared either. But I want to talk a little bit about the future. And what to do, what to do when we're afraid. Before I continue my discussion, I want to answer a question, which everyone asks. Do you think there'll be another Holocaust? Question. Answer. How should I know? I'm not a prophet. That's the good answer. Now the no good answer. Let me tell you what I believe. My opinion, there won't be another Holocaust in, 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 the, in the near future. Why? This has nothing to do with my discussion. Nothing, nothing to do with my discussion. I'm just inserting it in parenthesis. It's important for us to, to know the Holocaust was not a punishment for Jewish sins. The Holocaust was not to punish the Jewish people. The Holocaust was to save the Jewish people. Before the Holocaust, everything in the Jewish people was disintegrating and falling apart. Most of the people were not religious already. The numbers were becoming worse and worse. The thousands of becoming religious were becoming worse and worse. The parents were more, bigger percentage. The young people was 
And I heard this from many people before the war. If it wouldn't be for the Holocaust, it was just a matter of time, everything would fall apart. My father-in-law, Zangazunt, Zuchrin of Rocha, Zuchrin of Rocha, died not too long ago. He told me, he says, I was a yeshiva bachim. He lived in Bransk, a big, a big Yiddish city. There was three yeshiva bachim. I used to come up for Pesach, I'd hide in the house. Yeshiva bachim was the biggest bizarre. It was unbelievable. You don't go to school, you don't go to university, you don't go to, you're, not, you're not a communist. He used to hide in the house. If I'd walk into a grocery store, if there would be a, 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 a shiksa, the, the lowest shiksa, you understand? Everyone was before the yeshiva bachim. I'd walk through the streets, if I, would, if I would dare walk through the streets, my, my old friends used to say, Mortal, come ahead. Come ahead. We want to ask you a riddle. A riddle. A riddle, all right. A riddle. Why, according to Jewish law, if you see, if you see a hunchback, a girl who's hunchback and ugly, you have to stand up for her. You don't know? I'll tell you. Because for sure she's going to marry Yeshua Bokhah. Now you heard it, <laughs> huh? For sure she's going to marry a yeshiva boy. And that was the atmosphere. And Hashem did not punish the Jewish people. Hashem saved the Jewish people. The whole people was so disintegrated. Everything was so falling apart. Even in the Hasidic world, where they held themselves a little bit, it was just a matter of time. It was a matter of time. And Hashem destroyed, destroyed the people and built a new people. Today, our Madrega of Yiddishkeit, of Kedusha, of Tyre, of Greatness is much lower than it used to be. But the difference is everything was then on a decline, everything today is on the incline. Everything is growing. All over the world, and I say witness, all over the world, everything is growing. Together with our Yerida, everything, that we, everything that, that's destroying us, whether it's the email Yemach Shemoy, or the internet Yemach Shemoy, there's no way for me to describe it. The Nuhavayi which destroy our children, destroy us. Together with all this, the Jewish people as a whole, Yiddishkeit is growing. It's becoming on the incline all over the world. All over the world. <coughs> and I don't think that, that, that today the, the situation of the Jewish people is that we have to save the Jewish people. Because the fathers are not religious, the, Jew, the sons are becoming religious. And the grandchildren are becoming B'nai Torah. And things are becoming better. And there's no reason that we should say we have to save the Jewish people. There's no future, future for us in Yiddishkeit. The answer is we deserve punishment. Hashem has ways of punishment. But Holocaust was not a punishment. Hashem wished to save the Jewish people. Such an operation. You don't take someone, you cut up alive as a punishment. You say take someone, you cut up alive just to save him. <laughs> Want to hear a story? Someone's asked me, well, how, how did you explain the Holocaust? I'll tell, I'll tell you a story, a friend of mine. There's a fellow in, in South Africa that was shot, that was shot, shot by a Schwarzer. In South Africa, you can't say the word Schwarzer because uh, whatever it is. Because they are the major citizens over there. But it's, it's terrible what's happening in South Africa. It's moment you can't walk in the streets. It's unbelievable. Because this guy was, was, shot, was shot by a... was shot. And... Uh, his name is Alex. Alex Maxiefer. A good boy about children. And his major artery over here snapped. Amish snapped and shot him in the arm. A major artery snapped. When he came to the hospital, he lost so much blood that there was zero blood pressure and he had no pulse. But he was conscious. He was still living. So he said, he told you, described me. They took me in. 
and there was a in, in, I don't know if they call it in, in English but they call it over there over there over here in emergency they call it the trauma a trauma surgeon the same thing over here yeah she so said what she so said he cut up my arm to find where the veins are you know with, to, to attack and then he cut up my foot and to take out a vein and everything I was I was I was I was injured. I was up and he cut me open near the heart to put in twenty one things of blood he made me schnitzel <laughs> and I said to him what are you doing to me he says keep quiet. First you have to save your life, and then we'll save your, save your hand, and then we'll put you to sleep. <laughs> Such a thing you don't do as a punishment. And he told me, he said, he met this doctor. The doctor did it for him. He met him, met him a week later. And the doctor was very depressed. The doctor was very depressed because something had happened to him. So I don't want to describe this. It doesn't matter. Because he was afraid. Because uh, in South Africa, AIDS is unbelievable. And he got a cut. And he was... He was, he was, he was because the doctor was devastated, so he said, I told the doctor, he says, to people like you, don't worry, it's not, nothing bad is going to happen to you. I saw how he loved this doctor, who made him schnitzel. <laughs> he loved the doctor, they made him schnitzel. He survived? Huh? He survived? Yeah, Baruch Hashem. He told the story. Yeah, Baruch Hashem. Survived, Baruch Hashem. Uh, yeah. His hand is alright, he's walking around, everything alright. Whatever, the Holocaust was made a schnitzel, it's hard to say the words, but that was to save us, that wasn't to punish us. But, Tachvatat, I don't know, I wasn't there, but Tachvatat was, it was almost like a Holocaust. Because we're worried, we're very, very worried. Because Lemaise is, as, as much as everything is advancing, our level is, is falling down. We're losing the beauties of Yiddishkeit, even though we practice Yiddishkeit. The excitement of Yiddishkeit, even though we practice Yiddishkeit. Our children, as much as they practice Yiddishkeit, but what they're really in for is fun. No one can deny it. They're in for fun. Yiddishkeit is something which is precious, something which is important, something which is, how should I say it, it's pending, it's, 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 it's you can't be without it. But the real concept of life, Kihem Chayin the appreciation that Hashem is life and Torah is life. We're losing terribly. The the, the schmutz of the world, whether whether it was was just just ten, fifteen years ago, no Hasidish house, no Litvisha house, no religious house would have a television. Yours truly has a video in my house. A video looking like crazy. I have a CD rum. Amar Hashem, I don't have it. One movie on the CD rum will have a Shas and Mishnayas and Zayr and Sifra Kabbalah. But theoretically, I have a, you can't deny it. Theoretically, you have a video in your house. And if, my, if one of my children, at 4 o'clock in the morning, would, would get some kind of a CD run, I'll never know about it until it's too late. And uh, Baruch Hashem, I don't have email, I don't have internet, but there are people who have email, have internet, and, the sh- and I think you know that 80% official, official statistics, 80% of the schmutz of, 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 of internet is schmutz of the worst kind ever imaginable. And we're, we're not disintegrating, we're not becoming destroyed, but we're falling, we, we, we have, we're getting sickness after sickness, not talking about physical sickness, but talking about spiritual sickness. Our children are, 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 are being exposed to things, and, and, and children, adults, adults, mothers, fathers, read things, see things, explore things, which, which is, which, well... No, it's, it's just no words for it. And Hashem, Hashem is not, uh, Hashem, uh, Hashem is not gonna, is not gonna make shnitzel out of us. But we should be afraid. 
we have reason to be afraid. As Israel, the, the, the Chilonut today is, is very, very, very serious. Baruch Hashem, this, 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 this Hanukkah, there was ten seminars. Arachim made six, and, and other organizations made four. We're trying to do the best we can for children. But uh, it's, it's no good. It's still very, very no good. And we should be afraid. And I'm talking now, almost three quarters of an hour, I didn't get to the point. I'm not going to get to the point where I want to get to. And the point I want to make is as follows. I want to make it very, very clear to you that my opinion, and my opinion is not very, is not very important, but if you came to hear me, you probably want to know what I have to say. I want to tell you what I believe. When we look at the future, and we look at possibilities of all kinds of terrible situations that we might find ourselves, whether it's, 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 uh, no, I don't have to describe it. That the Jewish people, the history taught us that it happened every 50, 60 years. And it happened, and it happened, and it happened. And we see in the papers, the Nazis, uh, the, the, the Nazi organizations are, the Ku Klux Klan, you know, they're not sleeping at night. We sleep at night. But they're not sleeping at night. And America is a democratic country. You understand? So, if most of the people want it, there's nothing you can do. Whatever it is, we know that Esav hates Yaakov and Esav is still alive and kicking. And we're worried about the future. We should be worried about the future. How do we protect ourselves from this phenomenon? By doing Torah mitzvahs. By doing Torah mitzvahs. And Torah mitzvahs, one of the 13 principles of faith is that if you do mitzvahs and you learn Torah, you have reward. And Hashem will reward us and save us. And my message this morning is as follows. There's no way that we in our generation can do enough mitzvahs and learn enough Torah to protect ourselves from the dangers that, 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 that are going to come. There's no way. I don't believe anybody in our generation can do enough mitzvahs that has to show them to hold back, if something comes up, to hold back the peronius. I don't believe it. No man, no women. Everything today is so mediocre and so shut. And we're so small. And we're so busy. We're so busy. So much of our time is with Narishkite. You can say as much Tilim as you want, and you can say as David as much as you want, and you can do as much business as you want, and as much chesed as you want. I don't think it will ever be enough today to protect ourselves from the dangers that the future is going to bring. The only way to do it is with a relationship to Hashem, not a relationship of schar v'oynish, of, of punishment and reward, a relationship of love and of closeness. Which means that if we will simply feel that we're walking with, with our father, with our mother, Hashem is Baruch, who is father and mother and everything, and hold his hand, and grab his hand with love. Now, a little baby, when his father takes him across the street, and he stops him because there's a car coming, it's not because he deserves it, it's an act of relationship of love. If we'll catch a hand, if we'll, we'll find a way to catch a hold of Hashem, not of greatness, but of closeness and of feeling and emotion of the reality of Hashem, we have nothing to be afraid of. We will be absolutely undeserving. We have nothing to be afraid of. 
Now, I'm going to elaborate. And this is the message I want to give you. There's two ways how we can make it through this world. Let me bring you as an example. In the beginning of history, there were two major ovaries. I'm not talking about Yitzhak, even Avram Yitzhak was the same thing. I don't believe it. It's yours? Yeah. Oh, nice. Mazel tov. Oh, nice. Mazel tov. Oh, yeah. Nice. <laughs> Mazel tov. I'm more excited to see the baby than to see you. <laughs> Mazel tov. I really... Oh, what a boy or a girl? A girl. She has a lot of nachas. She should be... A nation's town with Chochem and she has a lot of nachas. How wonderful. In the beginning of history, it was Yosef and it was Yehuda. Yosef was the tzaddik, and there was a world war between them. If you remember, all the parishes, the world war between Yosef and Yehuda. Yosef was the expression of tzaddik. Tzaddik. Yehuda, who was Dovar HaMelech, Shomanashi Ki Chosedoni. Shaul HaMelech was the first king that was called from base. It was called the king, Malchus Yosef, even though he came from Benjamin which is Yes' brother. He was a greater tzaddik than David, way, way above. Ben When he became king, he was like a baby one-year-old from his purity, in his tzitkas. Until the end, he did one Averim. But his greatness was based on tzitkas. And Hashem threw him away. Yehuda, Yehuda means... I mentioned this many times. Yud is Yud, K, Vav, K, and a Dalit. Dalit means Dalit Aniyah. The expression of a Dalit is a mirror to reflect. There's nothing as poor as a mirror because everything in the world you can even see. A mirror you don't even look at. You look at a mirror for, for two hours, you don't even see the mirror, you look at yourself. A mirror is just a reflection. Yehuda is the reflection of Hashem's kindness. And that was Yosef and Yehuda. Dover HaMelech did two Averis, the worst Averis to show, and he remained the same Dover HaMelech. Because Dover HaMelech's connection with Hashem was not a connection of tzidkis, it was a connection of love. Now, historically speaking, the Jewish people, you look in the Tanakh, till the destruction of the first place of Mikdash were called Ephraim. You won't find the name Yehuda or Yehudi. I think it says one time during the base Middle Yehudi. But the name of the Jewish people was Ephraim. Because as the first base Middle was, was was still was still standing, it was a great people. Based on Sidkis. After the destruction of the first base of Middash, we have a new name. Ish Yehudi Hoysabishushnabir. And we call Yehudim. And we don't live in Sidkis anymore. We live in love and love and reflecting Hashem's kindness. That's what, we, that's what we stand on today. Reflecting Hashem's kindness. Mm-hmm. And that's why, when I was, let me tell you how I started off. There's a major difference between a man and a woman. A man is like a sun. A woman is like a moon. I spoke about this two days ago. You can get a tape if you want. I'm going to be very short. I spoke about it more elaborately. The man is like a sun. The sun generates energy and, and, and fire and light. And that's what the man is. Torah, mitzvahs, all greatness come from the men. All the greatness come from the men. The women are nothing. Don't ex- please excuse me if that's the truth. They're pure nothings. They have nothing. 
All they can do is connect. They can reflect. And that's why women are always afraid. You know why? Because a man is not afraid. Do something about it. A woman is afraid. She can do nothing. She has no koyach. What can she do when she's afraid? She can connect. So if she has no seichel, so she cries, she, she, she calls up her husband and says, Get down here and bring us the exterminator! So she connects to her husband. She has seichel. You're supposed to connect to your husband. But that's not the real creation of the woman. The real creation of the woman is to connect to Hashem. To connect to Hashem. And she has this special power to connect to Hashem. And that's why Eishas Chara Teres Bailo, she can become greater than her husband, because the husband has what he has. And she reflects Hashem, which is much, much more. Now, <clears throat> this power to connect to Hashem is special to women, but also for men. Of course for men. But this is what keeps us alive. And that's what we call Yehudim. Let me bring you an example. Let me bring you an example. A beautiful example. Even though I shouldn't... I, we, don't know, we, don't know, we don't know how to, how to translate history. But let me touch bring you an example. Sixty years ago there was a Holocaust. The world was went up in flames. And Hashem had a special message to everyone special. Hashem didn't kill six million. Hashem doesn't kill... But Hashem didn't allow six million to be killed. And there was there was one, another one, another one. Everyone had his cheshbon. Everyone had. It. There's no such thing. There's nothing. There's nothing by the Jews as an overall. Jews are not fish, but you got a net and you catch everyone together. Everyone had his own cheshbon, had his own beauty, had his own message. Everyone by himself. I want to tell you a story about Mary Yeshiva. Whoever knows the story, it could be heard it from me. It could be you probably know it better than I do. The Mary Yeshiva was a yeshiva in Poland. My father, Zangezunt, learned the Mary Yeshiva. But he was not there in the, the, the Holocaust because he was an American citizen. The American government told him he should leave. He left before the war. But all my rabbis learned the Mary Yeshiva. The Mary Yeshiva was the only yeshiva, almost, probably the only yeshiva, that was saved, complete, whole. Whoever, there was a Bjarni Minsker who, went, who left the yeshiva in the time of... Of, of, of emergency to save to, 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 to save his family he was killed in the Holocaust whoever was with the yeshiva and the yeshiva was transferred complete all together 400 bachar they took they to down to Japan they were in Japan for 6 years and they came to United States America the history is unbelievable it's written up now but I heard it from people who were there it's unbelievable the whole yeshiva first of all and this is already, the world was already up in flames. The whole yeshiva traveled to Vilna. In Vilna, they didn't want to be all together. It was a whole miracle that, 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 that the Poland gave, 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 gave Vilna back to Lithuania. Vilna was like a, was a no man's land. And all the yeshiva from the whole, the whole Poland, the whole Europe, as many as many came, many Jews, not only yeshiva came to, came to Vilna. And the yeshiva divided up in three parts. And they went to three little that they didn't want to, didn't want to be all together. I heard from people who were there. We went. We, we, came, we came to some, some village. There was Yidden there. Yeshiva Bach, they, didn't, they didn't know what to do with us. They didn't know what to do with us. They served us food. They took out Pesach Tikka Kalim. All the Pesach Tikka Kalim. Because Pesach Tikka Kalim, we have to take a Kalim. Yeshiva Bach, they made it all Chamed Stik for the Yeshiva Bach. And we sat and learned. And the Holocaust already had begun. And we knew for nothing. We sat and learned. And they served us hand and foot. But Meshach Zipnik says, he says, I, I, I was given an address, 
knock on the door, and over there you have a place to sleep. It was late at night, I finished the Seder, knocked on the door, he comes to the door, and I said to, I said to him, I was, I'm from near Yeshiva, I was supposed to come sleep here. So he looks at his wife, and he says, yes, yes, of course, of course. He kisses the two bachram, and they, they went to sleep, and the morning they get up, and they see that there's two beds in the house, and the husband and the wife are sitting on the floor, sleeping on the floor next to the door. They gave me their beds. He came back to the yeshiva to one of the charges. How did he do such a thing? He gave me, he gave me this. And they found it. It was a mistaken address. <laughs> he knocked on the door. and said, you know, you ready to place to sleep? He says, of course, of course. We gave away the bed. <laughs> this is not part of the story. And then there was a miracle. There was, there was a, it's a whole story, a miracle, that they got visas to a country which didn't exist anymore. Didn't exist anymore. And they traveled on the Trans-Siberian tra- uh, train, as tourists, as tourists, I heard from I heard from Rosh Hashiva and Bashaber, who were tourists. We traveled first class. They came to Moscow. They were the fanciest hotel in Moscow, three hundred yeshiva bachrim. Over here in Bar Park, Rabbi He told me. He says, I went out. I wanted to buy. I wanted to get some bread. I was sixteen years old. I saw a line like in Russia. This is Moscow. A line of a thousand people waiting, waiting for a piece of bread. And I watched him call, and I go up front, and I walk around, and the, 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 one of the, the challenges of the policeman said, saw that I'm a tourist. He said, who are you? So I showed him my tourist visa. He took me up front and gave me bread, as much as I wanted, as much as I wanted. But the only problem was that how could you give a tourist without a bag? The kids said, everything stopped. We have to find a bag for this, for this tourist. So they found an old newspaper, they wrapped it up and took it back to the hotel. Meshavet told me they, they came to the hotel. They served us oranges. They never saw an orange in their life. And here, here, Oshua was working full, full speed. The next day, Meshavet told me they took us with buses to the zoo. Meshavet said, "I didn't go. I was afraid. I was afraid." But the Bachon went. They went through the streets of Moscow. They saw thousands of people waiting in line for a piece of bread. And here you have three hundred Yeshiva Bachon tourists, the fanciest hotel Moscow, eating oranges. And going to the zoo. And then they went, to, they, they arrived in Japan. Also, miracle of miracles. They arrived in Japan, I think you know the story. There was a Michigan 20 years earlier that decided he, wants to make a, he, has, to make a, he has to make a much more call. He has to make a show in Japan. He was married to a guy. Married to a guy, lady. I forgot the number. There was exactly as many seats in that show as the Shiva walked in. Now, I don't know how to translate this. I heard the stories from people who were there. But all I can tell you, that 30 years earlier, 30 years earlier, when Haskalah, when the secular, secular interests attacked all of Europe and all the yeshivas, the mere yeshiva, if I'm not, if I'm not exact, I guess Mechilev, whoever, whoever saying something which is not exact, was the only yeshiva that was 100% pure. There was no Haskalah. There was no Haskalah mere yeshiva. The number of boys that, that went off the Derech Mir Yeshiva can count on the fingers. My father always curses one guy who was in Chicago, was a conservative rabbi. Almost zero. Almost zero. So when the whole world went up in flames and, 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 and engulfed everybody, including the Yeshivas, and here you had a little bubble of purity, of closest to Hashem, Bikdusha Vatira, a bubble. 30 years ago, when the, 30 years later, when the world went up in flames again, but not spiritually, but physically, the same thing happened over again. 
you have these 300 boys in a bubble of Kedusha and in Moscow and in Germany all over, in Poland, of greatness. It's not an expression of mitzvahs, it's an expression of, of, of connection, of shaykhs. That It's an expression of shaykhs. Because if you hold Hashem's hand and you just don't leave it alone, it doesn't, it, it's not, it's, it, doesn't not, it doesn't matter your quality. And that's the Gemara saying. The Gemara says, "Godel Avtocha." This is just an example. This, I, I'm not addressing Dafka women, but Godel Avtocha sheheftiach Kodesh Bochul Anoshim Yeshem Anoshim is not because the women are greater than the men. The men are much greater than the women. Excuse me. With all due respects, they learn Torah, they put on tefillin, they have tzitzis, they have all the beauties. But the connection of the women is a different kind of connection. A connection of emotions, of love, of crying, of feeling for Hashem. And when this connection is living. If this connection is living, there's nothing to be afraid of. Nothing to be afraid of. Because there's a rule, I'll call Pshoyim Techasa Av. What a billion, what, what a billion uh, tons of Seichel can't do, one ounce of love can do. And here is what we should be worried because our biggest problem in this country is not the various that we do. That's not the biggest problem of this country. The biggest problem of this country is the enjoyments that we find. The emotions which we share. What's important, what's interesting. That's our problem. What we call fun, what we call boring. You go to a share, you know, it's boring. And all we're looking for is for fun. And I'm a public speaker, I know it. It has to be interesting. You have to say a good story. You have to make the people laugh. Just plain Torah, the way it used to be, is boring. The beauty of Torah, the beauty of Tehillim, the beauty of Ashmanesra, the words, the words, the words, just the, just the words of Mechal Kilchayim Bechesed. What does it mean, the reality of Hashem that gives all creation food? What does it mean? I mean, I, just the words. My God. What does it mean? The miracles of my life. What does it mean to show appreciation? What does it mean to live with the reality of Hashem and find interest and love? Today, davening, and I, I, I don't know about the ladies, but the men, I, I know I, 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 I daven. I, sh- I don't want to be Makatrik. I shouldn't talk to Chas Vashonim. But I, I used to daven. I, I say this. I, I, I daven in Shdiblach. You start off davening with 30, 40 people. Like, like, I, I stay there like, like, like a sardine. And then the davening, you have 10 people and you have to look for a menu for Kaddish. And everyone ran away. You know why you ran away? So I used to think they run away because they have to go to the work. The same thing on the plane. I'm telling you, on the plane. They have to be on the plane. We had a meeting of 30 people. By the time I came, there was no one left. People finish Manas, take off the children, they go, go back. Well, I imagine the movie was good, but I don't know. They go back. Why do they go back? You know why they go back? Let me tell you why they go back. Because when you walk into Shul, and I want to tell you this, I don't know about ladies in America, ladies in Eretz Israel, and that's where I live, don't have this problem. They love coming to Shul. The men, I, I, I don't want to talk about it. They stand up back next to the door. You ever see men standing next to the door? You look through the Bible show. Don't, don't look. It's none of your business. You want to stay next to the door because they want to get out. 
And the money that they can get out, let me explain to you why it's like that. There's a rule, there's a rule in, in biology that a living body rejects a foreign object. That's all it is. The, the shul is living. It's a living body. Hashem is there. Hashem is in the Shama. And the people walking around there are foreign objects. They don't belong there. They don't feel good there. So Hashem made a miracle and gave us a shemines and tied our legs together and you stand like a, like a golem and you have to shake. You understand? But the moment you can go, whoop, you're out like a jack-in-the-box because you don't belong there. We don't feel good in the shul. And that's the worst. It's not the worst of Vera. That's not the worst of Vera. But Yiddishkeit is not only a Vera's. Yosef was a tzaddik. We're not a tzaddik. That's not our issue. We're never going to make it as Yosef. Forget it. We're never going to make it as Rachel. Rachel herself, she is standing by the, by the, by, by, by the Kevin Rachel today. And she stole her sister's secret. I heard this from Chaim Shalevis. used to say, Mama Rachel. Mini koy lech mi bet bechi Hashem says to you, and I say to you, don't stop crying. I heard it. They used to scream it. Mama Rachel, don't stop crying. Hashem says stop crying. I say don't stop crying. We'll never make it as Rachel with my son Tovim. We'll never make it. And Rachel herself, she 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 changed parties, and all she doing is crying. But it's not only crying; it's interest, it's emotions. To get it. Taste in a, in a pasuk chumash, a taste in a, in a in a art scrolls, a, a gishmak in a davening, a gishmak in a tehillim. Of course, we say tehillim without gishmak. It's 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 it's, a, it's greatness. Of course, we should say without gishmak. But what's about the gishmak? What's about the gishmak? And when we get this connection to Hashem, we have nothing to be afraid of. And I want to tell you people, this is as a Jewish people as a whole, and as, in, as, as I told you the stories, as a person. Every single yachid has a special connection to Hashem. Because mitzvahs, you can do in public. I don't mean in public, I mean you can do as a public. Emotions is pure privacy. To feel and to, to, to start living the, 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 the reality, the simple reality. Of Hashem. What does it mean? You see, you, <laughs> a piece of machinery, of an airplane, a car. What does it mean? A brain. A brain has 50 billion, 50 billion memory cells. An eye has a, is 40 billion pieces to this eye. And today, the 6 billion people, such pieces of machinery, this must be real. Be honest. Be simple. Who made this? Hashem. This is Hashem. And he loves us and he's, he's beautiful because he's all beauties. Because where does beauty come from if not for him? The whole issue of beauty he created. The world is beautiful because he wants to say, Hashem is beautiful. And he gave us a Torah. And Torah is described by Shlema HaMelech in the Golos. Rashi says, out of yearning, Yishak Kenim in the Shikas Piyul. Yishak Kenim in the Shikas Piyul. Matan Torah was a kiss. At the end, we say this in Nusach Shvar, V'hu Yashmeni Barach Mavshenes, Hein Ga'alti Eschem Achim is courageous. Achim is courageous means that the end of the generations, we have to go back to the races. We're not going to get out of this Golas, by Maizam Tov, only by a kiss. Hashem is waiting for that kiss. What was that kiss? The kiss was, Kol Hashem Dibra Hashem Nasev That means Hashem, we're 100% yours. That's what a kiss is. 
And Rashi says, the beginning of Shira Shirim, Rashi says, Yesh Menashkim Alayad, give a kiss on a hand. I don't want a hand kiss. I, want a, I don't want a shoulder kiss. I want a, a mouth-to-mouth kiss. What is a mouth-to-mouth kiss? A hand kiss means he gives you his lips and you give him, you give him a, a box you give him. He gives you a kiss and you give him a shoulder. A mouth-to-mouth kiss, you give a kiss and you get a kiss. And a kiss is, a mouth-to-mouth kiss has another definition. Because if you give a, hand, if you give a kiss, means you turn to his hand, you're interested in his hand. You want his money. Hashem, please, I love you. You know why? Because I need, I need money in the bank. I love you because I want to have good children. I want to have nachas. That's called a hand kiss. A mouth-to-mouth kiss means I love you because I don't want anything. I just want to be 100% dedication. And we face each other eye-to-eye and mouth-to-mouth and nose-to-nose and hand-to-hand and we love each other 100%. That's the kiss that Hashem is waiting for. And today we love Hashem. We love Hashem. We love a lot of other things. In this country, one of the biggest advertisements that read heart, I love my Toyota. I love my Westinghouse. I love New York. We love, we love. We have so many loves. I love my job, I love my boss, I love my, I love my love, I love. And that's our crown. That's our crown. When we solve this problem, we have nothing to be afraid of. We have nothing to be afraid of. Because love is blood. And, 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 and when, and when we, we generate this love, we have nothing to be afraid of. And with this I finish my share. I really think the ladies have a very, 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 very special, special message in this issue. We have to, we have, first of all, we have to buy it ourselves. To buy it ourselves. And all I can tell you, in love, there's two things in love. What you do, what you don't do. What you do is not that important. Not that important, what you do. Because many times you have a couple that fight. You can't always generate love. But at all times, what you don't do. Hashem is what you do. What you don't do. Today, in our world, our modern world, in this, in this country, in the whole world today, we, we, we got a beautiful shleim is what we do, to, we do for Hashem. But what we don't do. We do for Hashem, we dive into Hashem, we say till into Hashem, everything is, everything is, is growing. But what's about what we don't do? Shalom Shvadran says a story. There was, the first, there was a shtetl in, in, in Europe that, that a newspaper arrived. A blat, a newspaper. So one lady gets up in the morning and see, looks at the paper and starts screaming, Malka, says to her neighbor, you see what happened? Look at the papers. A ship turned over. <laughs> a ship turned over. What happened was that she was a picture of a ship. She didn't read the paper, so she she left it upside down. <laughs> how, did, how, how would you describe such a lady? Stupid. I don't know how to describe her. But one thing was she was in love. One, one thing I tell her, her heart was pure Hashem. She knew nothing. It could be she was stupid because she did not read the paper. But when she when, when she when she read the the, the when she read the, 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 the it was a technical. It was a movie. It was a panorama. And she said, Baruch Atah Hashem alakeinim alakhoilam. Aniflaisechav atayvisecha shabacholeis. When she thanked Hashem for her children, for her eyes, and for her Torah, for, for, for and for everything that she had, it was a technical. But she didn't know how to, how to read the newspaper. All right. You know, everyone has to have their faults. 
And today, you know, we know how to read the paper. We're very, very intelligent. The whole world is in our palms. The whole world is in our palms. So how could you love Hashem? How could you, how could you face Hashem? Love is, it needs a privacy. It needs a yichud. Say, Shema Yisrael Hashem Hashem You close your eyes. You can't have open eyes to the whole world. What should I tell the Chayz Leblim? You know what the Chayz Leblim was? He was the greatest tzaddik. It was a Chayz. He had open eyes. He saw the whole world. Ah, that's nothing. I'm a bigger Chayz than he is. I put on the internet, I put on the radio, I put on television. I see the whole world. The whole world you see. Every one of us is bigger than the Chayz Leblim. Because you see the different things. You see the wrong things. <laughs> So how could you how could you how could you love Hashem? How could you face Hashem? How could you be attached to Hashem? How could you be excited about Torah? The moment we will regain this privacy, we will take the whole world and just push it aside and realize the beauty of our heritage, the beauty of our Kodesh Baruch of our reality, of our own selves, and we're connected to Hashem. We have nothing to be afraid of. You have nothing to be afraid of. Why is our secular world so inviting? Why is someone in serious? Why is it so hard to disattach? And the answer is because the sergeant, the one in charge of the soldiers, he knows who he sends to the front. If Hashem sent us in this generation, he knows that we can conquer. We're able to disattach. We are able. And with this, I can, with this I conclude for the tenth time. I keep on saying I'm concluding. We have plenty to be afraid of in the next next thousand years. Not next thousand years. Who knows? Who knows? Next ten, fifteen years. We have plenty to be afraid of. And the pasuk says, "Hide yourself. Be Hide yourself. This, you understand? Because if Chazal be an atomic war, bombs be falling. Who knows what will be falling? Hide. We have a way to hide ourselves." Everyone hide yourself. But all shall tell the Jewish home, at least a home, at least the Yiddish home, that's where the mother is. Let's make it pure. Let's make those bedikas chomets. It should be full of that. Of that. Because, because the moment our shelters are penetrated, the moment our shelters are, the walls are broken, the moment it could come through, come through the telephone, to the internet, to the, to, to, uh, to the media, wherever it comes through, there's no shelter. As long as we're sheltered, we have a home of purity. Over here is HaKadosh Baruch Hu and Eino A father, a mother, a children, HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And all the guys of the world don't walk into my house. We don't want to invite them. Not their writings, and not their pictures, not anything. We're sheltered. And we have a shelter. And we have nothing to be afraid of. And the truth is, we really have nothing to be afraid of because Hashem is with us. And if we'll be the way we should, we have nothing to be afraid of. If have, we won't be the way I should. Hashem will also be with us. Because Hashem knows us in all cases, which is that the real truth. The book will help very soon. We'll hear.